0: and a good afternoon welcome to saskatchewan agriculture today brought to you by g3 you've got grain to sell we're buying g3 in saskatchewan is open for business and wants to buy your grain find a g3 elevator near you today at g3 smarter.ca today we have a feature interview with the president of cereals canada discussing the world grain trade amid the covid 19 pandemic parkland college in melville receives its largest ever farm research award We hear about checking canola fields for flea beetles. And the latest Manitoba crop reports is 88% is complete in our sister province to the east. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle, call them today at 424-2967. And Canadian hail agencies, providing you hail insurance for 25 years. Contact your broker today to see why Canadian hail adjusters are voted the best in the industry. Canadian wheat and durum exports have been moving well in recent weeks as some countries beef up food supplies during the COVID-19 pandemic. Longer term, though, there are concerns that the pandemic will force countries to look inward and protect domestic food production with non-tariff trade barriers. Cam Dahl is the president of Cereals Canada.
1: So we saw before the pandemic started a growing sense of economic nationalism and you just have to look south of the border to see that that really has has accelerated because of covid-19 we're seeing countries really revert to you know internal supply first putting up uh, protectionist trade barriers so Italy's an example of that that's a long-standing trade dispute with country of origin labeling but we're we're also seeing barriers come up. In, in Vietnam, for example, That uh, that is essentially closed to Canadian grain and oil seed exports at this time because of, of thistle seeds. While well, those concerns really aren't founded on science, they're a trade barrier. So I'm, I'm concerned that we're going to see more and more of those as, as time goes on. It really is going to become, I, I think, one of the leading issues we face as an industry.
0: Dahl was asked if countries can afford high tariffs if there are food shortages.
1: It's going to be an interesting balance because countries are saying that they're they're protecting their own food supply. And again, another another example of that, of course, is India. It uh, doesn't apply to wheat in this case, but uh, having a significant impact on on Canada's ability to export our pulse crops. There's that protectionist and nationalistic element of of, uh, protecting their own industry and trying to protect their own food supply. I don't think it's good policy, but I do think we're going to see a lot more of it going forward.
0: Italy has recently bought Durham from Canada, and it may be an economic supply issue.
1: You know, at at this time, Canada is supplying 60% of the world's trade in Durham. So if Italy wanted to buy Durham wheat, they they really had no choice but to come to Canada.
0: Dahl says trade rules are important.
1: But at the same time, we do need to have have a policy pivot from our governments. Up until, you know, I would say, two or three years ago, we spent a lot of energy negotiating trade agreements, whether that's the TPP or the uh, EU agreement or, or renegotiating NAFTA. And that was a good thing. But now we need to ensure that those agreements are working for us and that when countries violate those agreements or at least violate the spirit of those agreements, that our government really aggressively protects our trade interests. And Italy's just another example. We should, we should have taken that case to the WTO.
0: The World Trade Organization has its own disputes with the United States.
1: Yeah, and that's a symptom of that broader growth in protectionism, um, that broader growth in uh, what uh, I call economic nationalism. The official dispute resolution process has has stalled because of that, and there are judges that uh, the u s is is refusing to allow to be appointed uh, fortunately there's uh, uh, led by Canada a number of countries have come together to carry on with the the dispute resolution process well this issue is is worked out but but that's not a permanent solution. Uh, we do need to find re engagement uh, in these in these international forums, and that needs to become a much bigger focus for the government of Canada. We need to be going out and addressing some of these non-tariff trade barriers as we see them coming, not after vessels start being bought.
0: Dahl was asked about keeping trade issues at the forefront when COVID-19 is dominating world concerns.
1: It makes it really difficult, but we really do need to do that. It, it, of course, you know travel is difficult, so if if an issue is coming up in Thailand, for example, that's not hypothetical. Thailand is banning a number of pesticides that are going to cause Uh, trade disruptions. It's difficult to get an official from the CFIA on a plane to go to Thailand to meet with the government there. Uh, But we are going to uh, need this to be a a real focus for
0: government agents. Cam Dahl is the president of Cereals Canada. He's concerned that a return to economic nationalism could result in additional non-tariff trade barriers which would affect Canadian grain exports. This segment is brought to you by the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed for over 35 years. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. Melville-based Parkland College has been awarded a $200,000 research grant by the Natural Sciences and Engineering Research Council of Canada. Gwen Macney is the college's coordinator for university programs and applied research.
2: The research grant is called an innovation enhancement grant, and it is for the work at the research farm uh, that Parkline College operates jointly with the East Central Research Foundation. And so, we've been given a hundred thousand dollars a year for two years to uh, to improve the um, the infrastructure and the work that we're doing at the research at the research farm to uh, help increase agricultural knowledge in in Saskatchewan, um, particularly in the east central region of the prairies.
0: She describes what the grant money will be used for.
2: Most of the research um, money will be going towards things like uh, paying for research assistance. Those will be students at Parkland College who will be able to hire as research assistants to work either during the summer or during the school year doing research tasks associated with the research Um, with the research farm, but also uh, there's some small amounts of money in there for um, for purchasing equipment. and There's also money that's available for uh, purchasing equipment to help us with the video we make about our research findings and they can be found on YouTube. They've been really popular and so this will help increase some of the production qualities of those videos. Uh, there's also money available for renting additional land so the majority of the land that we use is given to us by the city of Yorkton uh for which we are very grateful um but there's sometimes we need additional land so we have to have both uh stubble types we have to have canola and and cereal grains stubble types each year so our piece of land usually has one of those so we always have to look for some other land so we have to rent that off a local farmer Because we need something that's close by. So there's money in the grant to help us do that.
0: McNeese says the funding will help right away.
2: Absolutely, yes. It's this summer and next summer. So we already have one student who's... We have two students working this summer. And we're hoping to have some more students working in the fall. Uh, Some of the activity, of course, got curtailed because of the pandemic. So we have to be very careful about how many people are at the research farm and that they can't be working too closely together. So we haven't um, been able to hire as many students as we'd hoped for this summer, but for next summer we hope that means we can hire more.
0: And she says the grant is groundbreaking for a couple reasons.
2: We're very happy to, to have this money and it's the first one that's going to a college in Saskatchewan for research farms, so we're really excited about that. Oh, and this is the largest grant that we've received yet for our research activities at the
0: the college. The research Farm is located on city-owned land just south of Yorkton. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The
3: Source, 620 CKRM. This is your Real Agriculture update brought to you by the Mind Your Farm Business podcast. Stay on top of farm management issues year-round at mindyourfarmbusiness.com sean haney here with realagriculture.com and real ag radio this week there's been some real mixed messages on what exactly china's intentions are in regards to the phase one deal with pork and soybeans one report has state-owned grain companies not buying for the foreseeable future while at the same time 24 hours later those same organizations were buying u.s soybeans a lot of confusion out there here to break it down for us is jim wiesmeyer of pro farmer Jim, what exactly is going on here?
4: <laughs> there is confusion, yeah, and they actually announced uh, some sales today at usDA but uh, it you know looks like two cargoes, but really, when you look at what China needs, they need a chunk of soybeans in the uh, may april june July period, so they're going to buy a hefty amount of u s soybeans uh it could have been just a, um, a misreading of what, they, uh, of what they told, or it could have been a trader wanting a better price, uh, or it could have been where uh, the state traders are buying for private uh, entities in China and uh, not for themselves. So uh, either way, they cannot go without U.S. soybeans, at least for the between now and the end of the year.
3: It's definitely a little bit of an indication that th- this this trade relationship that does have this phase one deal in the backdrop, it- it's really, really on sort of fragile ground, isn't it?
4: Yeah, it was on fragile ground to begin with. And when they uh, were slow out of the uh, uh, gate uh, in getting uh, some of the uh, you know, processes going in China, Really, they didn't get going until March, even though this agreement was signed uh, January the fifteenth in the in the U.S. and then took effect February the fourteenth. Uh, they were they have been starting to up their purchases of U.S. commodities, not just soybeans, but uh, sorghum, uh, some corn, and pork, of course. Uh, it looks like uh, if this thing continues on phase one, if it does. Uh, They'll probably, uh, you know, get an extension of maybe one quarter, three, three months. Uh, But with other geopolitical issues between U.S. and China, it's a very dicey situation, Sean.
3: I heard an interesting perspective on Bloomberg Radio this morning, an analyst talking about how the, the riots that are going on in the U.S. weakens the U.S.'s position with China and Hong Kong. I know you have said to me before previously when we've been panel members on AgriTalk together on Fridays uh, just about how how critical this Hong Kong situation is for the U.S. in this relationship with China. Break that down a little bit for us.
4: Well, I, I think the, uh, the, uh, China is a communist country, and that's what they're going to go on their backstop, no matter what, if they get into a pickle, and they're in a pickle right now. Uh, if there are continued conflicts with the U.S., we will – accelerate as, as a country, the U.S. will accelerate the move not totally away, but uh, significantly away from China – China doesn't need that because they're going to have their own problems in the next few years as not just the U.S., but other countries move the supply chain uh, not totally away from China, but significantly away. And that causes a lot of problems in China. They know that. So what I'm just saying is it's, it's a dance of the titans
3: yeah it is it's it's a real dance for the president you know he 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 wants to secure and have this phase one deal be a success for his farmers that have really really supported him through the last three and a half years but at the same time he has some china hawks inside not only in his base but obviously also in his cabinet that he 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 has to listen to on a daily basis as well so this really really is a is a dance is probably the best way to put it and hopefully nobody steps on each other's toes.
4: It it, it is. Uh, And then uh, from a political perspective, the Democrats are in unison in many ways with Trump relative to taking on China. So that doesn't give him much maneuver room uh, on that one. Now, they may do things differently, you know, meaning the Democrats, if they were in control of the White House, but they would still look uh, very uh, antagonistic, uh, you know, toward China. And China knows that.
3: This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Whether you're out in the barns or working in the fields, you can stay on top of farm management issues with the Mind Your Farm Business podcast. We talk about human resources. We can
2: attract the right candidates and that doesn't have to come at a high cost. We cover succession planning. It doesn't matter if the next generation is ready if the senior generation isn't. We talk about
5: financial management. Number one, profits is your kingdom. Number two, cash is a
3: king. You can find all episodes of the Mind Your Farm Business podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or
0: mindyourfarmbusiness.com. The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Get ready for seating with New Holland equipment from Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast, partly cloudy. Wind northwest 50, gusting to 70 today. The high 25, the low 6. For tomorrow, Thursday, sunny. Wind west 30, the high 24, the low 6. Friday, sunny, the high 23, 60%. Chance of evening showers, the low 14. Saturday, cloudy and windy with a high 24. Evening rain, Saturday windy, and a low of 10. Sunday clearing, the high 22. 60% chance of evening showers, and a low 11. Monday cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 17, the low 9. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the 40% chance of showers, Tuesday the high 16. Normal high for this date, 22. The normal low is 8. The sun rose at 4.51. This morning it sets at 9.03 tonight. And on the roundup, the hot spot, Estevan and Yorkton both tied at 25 for the hot spot. The cold spot up north, Jimmy Lake at 10 degrees. Estevan, as I said, 25. Saskatoon, 16. Swift Current, 18. Weyburn, 23. Yorkton, 25. Regina, sunny and 22. That's 72 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest, 46 gusting to 61. Humidity, 29%. The barometer rising, 100.8. Sunny and Moose Jaw 21, Windsor from the west-northwest 50, gusting to 72. Once again, Regina, Sunny and 22, that's 72 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. SMHI, operated by farmers for farmers online or connect with an agent storms are unpredictable smhi isn't smhi dot ca now that seeding has all but wrapped up in much of southern saskatchewan canola producers will turn their attention to pests such as flea beetles samantha marcino is saskatchewan agriculture's crop extension specialist in yorkton she says flea beetles are now turning up in emerging canola fields i
6: guess the most important thing is to get out there and scout uh most of the canola feed are Most all of the canola seed has an insecticidal treatment on it. Uh, The flea beetles actually have to eat part of the canola leaf to actually die. So no matter what, you're going to see some damage out there if you have flea beetles because they have to ingest the insecticide to actually die. Um, When you get out there, usually damage is worse along the headlands because the flea beetles like to overwinter in trees or in leaves on the ground. So that's kind of the areas that they hit first. So it is important to scout the entire field to make sure you're not just looking at the terrible areas. Um, When you actually do get out there, the um, action threshold for damage is 25% leaf damage. So in these windy days that we're having, there's actually, they kind of hide underneath and feed on the stems as well. So something to keep in mind is we really have to look at the stem damage because it can totally pinch off the plant. And once that's happened, the plant is dead and not going to grow anymore.
0: Ann Marcino says the weather can have an impact on when flea beetles are feeding.
6: Feeding is generally worse on hot, uh, dry, calm days. And windy weather, um, they're still out there and they are more under the stems, so that's an important thing to be watching. And generally, once plants get to the four to six leaf stage, they're generally out of the danger zone. They can handle more more feeding on the leaves and the stems at that stage.
0: Samantha Marcino is Saskatchewan Agriculture's Crop Extension Specialist based in Yorkton. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business. Call 782-5999. The latest Manitoba crop reports the seeding has reached 88%. Manitoba agriculture crop specialist Dane Fraze says warm, dry weather enabled farmers to make good progress.
5: We had some nice warmer conditions and generally drier weather, uh, punctuated by a uh, shower last week as well as a frost event on Friday night. However, producers were pushing through and trying to get as much crop in the ground as possible.
0: Fraze says some parts of southwest Manitoba need rain while other areas are too wet.
5: Yes, they could. Uh, it's, it's tough to say that they need rain, uh, given that soil surfaces are quite dry and, in fact, very dusty, and soil is starting to exchange hands, but right underneath, particularly as you move further south into the southwest region along Highway 3 and 23, um, subsoils are very wet to saturated, and it's still be, being difficult for uh, farm machinery to access those fields.
0: Ray says some areas of southwest Manitoba received frost damage.
5: Uh, there were pockets of frost damage, yes. Uh, areas around Kenton and Nipawa had temperatures below minus 2 for up to 6 hours on Friday night. So there were likely some instances where canola or soybeans would have been affected. However, damage reports have been scarce to date and it looks like the damage has overall been light.
0: Frey seeding in the southwest part of Manitoba is at 63% complete. He says winter cereals are doing pretty well right now. He says herbicide applications have been delayed due to weather. He says canola farmers need to check for flea beetles right now.
5: There has been some flea beetle feeding uh, in the northwest as well as the rest of Manitoba. Uh, so we we're reminding producers to get out to their fields, be vigilant in scouting and looking at flea beetle damage. The action or economic thresholds occur at 25% defoliation. So that's where it needs to be at before uh, a herb- or pesticide application makes economic sense.
0: Dane Fraze is a crop specialist with Manitoba Agriculture. There's a wide range of data on grain shipments. CN Rail's Director of Sales and Marketing, David Jednovic, says the scale of bulk grain movement by rail is far bigger in Western Canada than the eastern part of the country.
7: Well, bulk grain shipments in Eastern Canada by rail are indeed limited. Heavy emphasis is placed on truck movement out there given all the domestic demand and processing demand in the east along with the terminal elevator network along the lakes. But there's still a lot of grain and processed grain products moving. Between August and the end of April 2020, CN moved 20.7 million tons of grain and processed grain products from Western Canada while all Canada tonnage shipped stood at 21.55 million tons. And for April... CN moved a record 2.73 million tons of Western Canadian grain, and all Canada grain shipments were 2.81 million.
0: Jednovic says CN Rail has a specific Western grain movement update.
7: Sometimes orders far exceed what the end-to-end supply chain can realistically handle, and these orders cannot be accepted. Those are called rationed orders. Interestingly, through Grain Week 39, CN recorded almost as many customer self-cancelled orders and terminal-denied orders versus rationed orders. 17,000 customer self-cancelled orders and almost 2,500 terminal denied orders. That's a lot. And all of these things have an impact on grain movement.
0: Chidnovic's Transport Canada has a large amount of grain movement data on its website from the major railways. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson G M, Assiniboia, and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola rose 3.60 at 4.2998. Yellow peas fell six dollars at 2.7789. Number one red spring wheat gained eight dollars and four cents at 2.2266. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 266.39. Feed barley, 193.71. Flax, 543.79. Lentils, 638.50. Oats, 259.17. And feed wheat, 172.88. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July spring wheat rose two cents at 518.5 cents a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Now the latest Livestock Quotations.
8: Hello, Calumon. Junior for Heartline Livestock Yorkton with your market report for the week of june the third. We have a nice run on offer here today with nine hundred and eighty in the pre-sort and three hundred and fifty cows and bulls on offer. It is nice to see the world starting to open up again and maybe we'll get back somewhat to what we were used to in the past. You can tell by our market today seemed to be a little bit of an upward trend for the last few weeks. Here are some highlights from today's sale. Buckskin steers five hundred and seventy four pounds at two hundred forty four seventy five. Six hundred and sixty one pounds at two fifteen and a quarter. Seven hundred and eighty pounds at two oh five fifty and their big brothers at eight hundred and sixty four pounds at a buck eighty nine on the block steers five sixty at two thirty five six twenty eight at two twenty one and the big black brothers at eight fifty eight at a dollar eighty two we had a set of forty three one owner red x cross steers at nine o three at a buck seventy four seventy five some more red x steers seven ninety three to buck ninety three eight sixty two at a dollar eighty and their big brothers at nine fifty six at a buck seventy seventy five on the heifer trade, black heifers 832 at a buck forty, some more black heifers 740 at a buck seventy, some red heifers 834 at a buck sixty-five fifty, and some more black heifers at six forty at a dollar eighty-two. On the cow and bull trade with the two major plants back up and running, the cows took a major climb this last week with an average of eighty-six with a high of a buck five and a good hard, high-yielding exotic cow. The bulls are steady like they've been all spring with an average of buck twenty and a high of a buck thirty cattlemen, we will be holding a cow-calf pair and bred cow sale on Friday, June 5th at 11 a.m. There are 60 head booked in already and many being booked daily. Next week, final pre sort for the season. Give us a call to book your cattle for this sale. Once again, this has been Junior for Heartland Yorkton. Stay safe, healthy, and have a great day.
0: Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham
8: sold 7,000 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 152 to 183 per ckg. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,000 head Selling a range of 148 to 180 per ckg. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 19 to 26 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and four contract prices opened mixed this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was up 62 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3515. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.11 cents US.
0: And coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. A new lithium exploration and development project is coming to Saskatchewan. The Saskatchewan government says two companies, Prairie Lithium and Leap Energy, have started a joint venture, two-stage pilot project to produce lithium hydroxide from Saskatchewan oilfield brines. The first stage is expected to begin this July based in Regina and the second stage is planned for the second half of 2021 with field operations in southern Saskatchewan. Energy and Resources Minister Bronwyn Eyre calls it an exciting development that promotes economic diversification in this province. She says lithium has great potential due to increasing worldwide demand, which is why supporting extraction technologies and a viable lithium sector are included in Saskatchewan's growth plan. Officials with the joint venture say Saskatchewan has the potential to be a global player in the production and chemical processing of lithium. Stage 1 will produce 1 to 1.75 kilograms of lithium hydroxide per day. Stage 2 will include the construction of one of Canada's first lithium extraction and refining facilities, which will produce about 1 tonne of lithium hydroxide per day. This will serve as a demonstration plant prior to full commercialization. The entire process from raw brine to refined lithium product is expected to take under six hours, which is a vast improvement on the current standard of 18 months. The global demand for lithium is expected to grow 10% per year over five years due to expanding use of rechargeable lithium ion batteries in electric cars and portable electronics. Lithium is also used to produce glass and lubricants. On the markets, the financial sector led a broad based rally as Canada's main stock index posted a triple digit advance in late morning trading while the Looney topped 74 cents US. The TSX Composite Index was up 175 points at 15,570. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 415 points at 26,158. The Canadian dollar traded for 74.12 cents US compared with 73.99 cents on Tuesday. The July crude oil contract was down three cents at thirty-six seventy-eight a barrel. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at one forty-five this afternoon and an agri-news report at three forty-five p.m. Tomorrow morning there's another agri-news report at six forty-five a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.